I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. As we approach the start of trial in the New York Attorney General's civil fraud case against Donald Trump for his fraudulent valuation scheme set to take place in October, Donald Trump is losing his mind. In the latest statements he posted on his social media, he is lashing out against New York Attorney General Letitia James, and he is whining and complaining, and also, not surprisingly, lying. Let me show you the post that Donald Trump just made on his social media platform, and then I wanna compare it to the statements that he made in his deposition. It's important that we remain fact-based, evidence-based, and when Donald Trump does these ranting and ravings, yes, I want to point out how unstable he is, how disqualifying it is, but I do think it is important to do what legacy media isn't doing, which is let's get into the deposition and let's see what Donald Trump's saying in his own words because his behavior on social media is very different than his behavior in courts and during depositions. So here's what Donald Trump put on a social media platform. He goes, I have been unfairly sued by the Trump-hating Democrat Attorney General of New York State, Letitia James, over the false fact that I inflated my financial statements in order to borrow money from banks, etc. The judge in the case, Arthur F. Ingoron, refused to allow this case to go to the commercial division where it belongs because he is a Trump hater beyond even Attorney General James, who campaigned against me, spewing horrible inflammatory statements which are false and defamatory. I'm not even allowed a jury. Pause right there and let's break it down. There's a lot more to his statement, but I want to unpack all the false statements. Donald Trump says, I'm not even allowed a jury. False. You are allowed a jury. Your lawyer, Alina Haba, and you failed to check the box at the beginning of the case to request a jury trial. You therefore waive the right to a jury. Now, whether that was done intentionally at the time so you can whine about it later, or a mistake was made, whatever the reason, you had the opportunity, like every litigant who knows the New York Code of Civil Procedure, you check the box that says demand for jury trial. You failed to check the box. You then go on to say, over the false fact that I inflated my financial statements, in your deposition, you admit what you did, but you state that you had a worthless clause and that the worthless clause meant that people simply shouldn't rely on your statements. In fact, the statements that you present to insurers, the statements you present to taxing authorities, the statements that you presented to lenders were different, however it suited your needs. That disparity is something the New York Attorney General's office has pointed out over and over and over again. And then you also stated at the end of the day that you can just go to the Saudis and they'll pay you for your Mona Lisa's, whatever you think the value is. Now, I will show in the deposition where you state that. You also say Judge Ngoron campaigned against you. That is false. You also say Judge Ngoron refused to go to the commercial division. That is false. You filed a petition 
to move the case to the commercial division. It was the administrative judge who oversees the commercial division as well as the civil departments that got your petition and denied it. It wasn't Judge Ngoron who denied that. The petition actually goes to the chief administrative judge who rejected it, and Judge Ngoron properly has jurisdiction and was properly assigned the case. Also, New York litigators who I know who have gone before Ngoron, Ngoron is a smart judge, even killed, and all he said the whole time is, you have to show me a scintilla of evidence. Just show me evidence. Stop with the whining and complaining. Just show me evidence, and you're not presenting any evidence. It's also not okay to lie on business records, is what Ngoron said to Trump's lawyers when Trump's lawyers said billionaires can basically do whatever they want and value things however they want. That's why they're so smart, because they're billionaires. And Angoran's like, that's not a valid argument. Okay, let's go to the next statement. The facts of this case are simple. Now he puts this all in caps. I am worth much more than the numbers shown on my financial statements. Pause there. That's false. But even if that was true, you would be admitting to the civil charge against you. They're supposed to be accurate, your statements, not inflated or deflated. So you just admitted to what you're being uh, sued for too. I didn't even include my most valuable asset, my brand. You did include that. That's in the lawsuit. Three, the banks were paid back in full, sometimes early. There were no defaults. The banks made money, were presented by the best, were represented by the less the best law firms, and were very happy. There were no victims. The part where you're saying there were no victims, that is false. The victim is the marketplace. People who pay their fair share of taxes, people who submit accurate financial statements, who engage fairly in the marketplace, the victim is the marketplace that you manipulated. If Bernie Madoff was able to then pay off and pay back all of the people who he scammed, there would still be an underlying fraud that took place. And the fact that banks were able to be paid back after new loans were taken out to basically take from Peter to pay Paul, that's not, uh, that doesn't vitiate the potential for fraud that took place. Four, on the front page of the financial statements, there is a strong disclaimer clause telling all not to rely on these. It's actually not that strong of a clause, but you can't intentionally and knowingly lie affirm that you've went through generally accepting accounting principles, and then have a clause that basically says, I'm a liar, so do your own research. You can't commit the underlying fraud. Good health starts with good habits. Quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to take care of your mouth. The Quip electric toothbrush has timed sonic vibrations with 30 second pulses to guide you to a dentist recommended two minute clean. It's lightweight and sleek. The design is for adults and kids with no wires or bulky chargers to weigh you down. The Quip toothbrush also has a multi-use travel cover that doubles as a mirror mount for less clutter and reusable handles in a range of sleek metal hues as well as bright plastic colors sure to make a pop to your bathroom counter. And so you know, the electric toothbrush isn't all Quip has to offer. The water flosser hits all the right spots with a gentle or deep clean pressure at the touch of a button and the Quip mints and gum are incredibly refreshing. 
I truly have Quip to thank for my entire dental care routine, and I don't know where I'd be without them. So listen, it's time to skip the batteries and snap into healthy habits with the new Quip rechargeable electric toothbrush. All the features of the original Quip plus one magnetic charge powers up to three months of brushing. If you go to getquip.com slash Midas right now, you'll get 20% off any electric toothbrush, mint and gum dispenser, and water flosser. That's 20% off any electric toothbrush, mint and gum dispenser, and water flosser at getquip.com slash Midas. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Midas. Quip, the good habits company. Page two. It says the disclaimer clause tells anyone reviewing the data, including including financial institutions, to do their own research and analysis. It is a non-reliance clause and cannot be more clear. Additionally, to my being worth far more than is shown in the fully disclaimed financial statements, again, not putting down a value for my biggest asset brand, the company has hundreds of millions of dollars in cash and very little debt. Well, I'm sure E. Jean Carroll would appreciate you saying this. I'm not sure that that's true. But if you have all of this cash that you're sitting on, um, I think that will be used in the punitive damages phase of the E. Jean Carroll defamation case coming up in January. Um, but again, you did include your brand into it. That's one of the claims that's being made by New York Attorney General Letitia James. And also your argument that you can commit fraud and then put a worthless clause to make everything worthless That's just simply not how our system works. It goes on to say, it is a great company that has been slandered and maligned by this politically motivated witch hunt. It is very unfair. And I call for help from the highest courts in New York State or the federal system to intercede. This is not America. If you think it's not fair, the way our judicial system works is you don't write a social media post begging the highest court or federal courts to intercede. What you do is you go through a judicial process. You put forward evidence. If a judge gets it wrong, you go through an appellate process. If they get it wrong, you go to the highest court. That's how it works for everybody. You're not above the law. And you do have a right. You do have your day in court to show your evidence. But the way we show evidence is not by stating misleading and false things on social media. You go through the process. And by the way, when Donald Trump was asked about his valuations, let's just take a look at his deposition. This is page 61 of the deposition taken in April of Donald Trump, where he goes, I believe I could sell that to live golf for a fortune, Saudi Arabia. I believe I could sell that to a lot of people for numbers that would be astronomical because it's very much like owning a great painting. Why does somebody pay $250 million for a painting? He's talking about his golf courses. Why does somebody pay $250 million for a painting that sits on a wall? These are iconic, very iconic properties. I have numerous of them. So the New York Attorney General's office is, okay, I'm just trying to clarify, like, have you actually gotten offers on these properties from the people you're talking about, like the Saudis? Trump's answer, I never asked for an offer, but people have said to me, if you ever want to sell Turnberry, 
let us know. I would, I would be able to sell Turnberry quickly for a tremendous amount of money, far beyond what you say it's worth. So again, he's saying, I have no evidence for that. I have no data for this, but it's like the Mona Lisa. Here's Donald Trump's next uh, one from later in the deposition, page 181. It says, how high did you think the value of your property was? And then Trump goes, I don't know. I just felt, I'm not even sure I looked at it then. I just felt when I saw it, I thought it was high, but I could see it as a whole. I could see it if they were sold to one buyer from Saudi Arabia. I believe it's the best house, referring to his New York property, Seven Springs. I think it's probably the most, you know, one of the most valuable, could be the most valuable house. Now it's contingent on New York coming back, he says. This is page 111 and 112 of it. Um, and so here, the questioner, the New York Attorney General's office says to Donald Trump, here's what your financial statements say. Um, it says, well, it says that you've complied with general accounting principles. Um, and then it goes, well, the next paragraph reads, he's reading to what Trump signed. Donald Trump is responsible for the preparation and fair presentation of the financial statement in accordance with the generally accepted accounting principles in the United States of America and for designing, implementing, and maintaining internal control relevant to the preparation and fair presentation of the financial statement. Trump's response, that's right, and that's negated by your last paragraph totally. Okay, we'll get to the negated paragraph in a moment. No, I mean, it's negated. It says you're responsible for getting your own analysis. So Trump's saying, I can say that I did a fair financial statement, but he goes, that's negated by a worthless clause when I could say whatever it is that I want. And here's where he talks about the worthless clause. Page 67, he goes, well, they call it a disclaimer. They call it a worthless clause because it makes the statement worthless. So the New York attorney general goes, who, who is they? Answer, everybody. I mean, people. I've heard the expression for years. Accounting firms call a worthless clause. Some people call it a disclaimer. Some people call it a worthless clause. Question. So it's your position that, and then Trump interrupts, answer. Many lawyers have come to me and said, you have the greatest worthless clause I've ever seen. How can they be using the statement against you? I say because of politics. That's why I have a clause in there that says, don't believe the statement. Go out and do your own work. This statement is worthless. It means nothing. So is it your position that this statement is worthless? No, no, no. That's what the clause is. It's the worthless clause. If you look at the statement, that statement was put in by the accounting firm without negotiation. They wanted a very powerful statement in there. And so Trump's saying that it makes his lies worthless. I think the statement is worthless, not making your lies worthless. And here's from the New York Attorney General's uh, complaint, paragraph 386. In most years, the Trump organization added a 30% club-based premium to the final result. In other words, despite purporting to value the property as a home to be sold to one individual, the Trump organization tacked on another 30% because the property was a completed club operated under the Trump brand, hereafter referred to as a brand premium scheme. The company did not end this undisclosed scheme for Mar-a-Lago until 2016 statement issued in February 2017. So it is alleged there's a brand premium scheme. Now, now here's the thing. 
As I mentioned earlier, Donald Trump is entitled to his day in court, but I want to show you what the facts are, what he said. And in my opinion, now that we've read through his deposition, we read through his statement, the stuff he's posting on social media is not what he's saying under oath in his deposition. And in our system, you don't get to lie to people and go, gotcha, worthless clause. That's just not, that's not okay. That's not acceptable behavior. And there is an injury to the marketplace. That's what it's about. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. If you want to support this network, go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Midas Touch, or hit subscribe right now. We're on our way to 2 million subscribers, and it's free to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Have a great day. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.